0: Hi, welcome back to the Never Manage Alone podcast. I'm joined here today by, uh, by a friend and um, another football enthusiast, uh, Ben. How are you doing, Ben? I'm good and thanks for having me on, Paul. Thanks for being here. So um, yeah, Ben's also played uh, you know fantasy football for quite some time. But in recent times, Ben, I think you'd say you're a bit of a, you've been a bit unlucky, a bit of a fantasy football jinx. So hopefully we can turn it around.
1: Yeah, most recently, I uh, decided to change my team around before the January transfer window ended. And this most recent game week, I put in Saka, Chilwell. And so, as soon as I put Saka in, it turns out that he's got a knock after a few games of playing. So I thought, all right, that's brilliant. Um, Chilwell put in, it turns out manager doesn't fancy him and brings out Alonso from, uh, from Deathstore. So I thought, great, that's another good one. And then, what was the other one? I, I had Sterling. I thought, right, Sterling's had a few points recently. I'm going to get him in as captain, maybe a little bit different to some other players, uh, some other people. And, uh, yep, he doesn't he doesn't play the game at all. So that's great. So, yeah, that, those are like my three main changes I've, I've put in. And uh, as you can see, I've, I've obviously, I'm talking from a, a lot of experience and uh, there's a lot of skill coming to this meeting from me. <laughs>
0: yeah it can go like that sometimes that is unlucky and uh, it is a bit of a strange season as well so we've had a lot of things to contend with but yeah let's let's take a look at the um, at the last game week so game week 21 there was a few shocks in there let's do a bit of a lessons learned and and see what our take is on that so i mean the first game uh, everton lost against newcastle 2-0 at goodison park so um, a little bit of a shock, I think we, we spoke previously on one of our podcasts, which I'll provide a link to, um, about, you know, it'd be a tougher test for Everton, but they were still back to win. I mean, the key asset, really, a player that um, a lot of managers brought in was Calvert-Lewin. I mean, he, he blanked, he's owned by you know 40% of players. I mean, do you think that's a one-off for Everton? I mean, we haven't seen a lot of them recently. Um, you know, they've had some, you know, a couple of games cancelled, I think, before, so... Um, yeah, we didn't really know what we would get from them, but what's your take on that, Ben? I mean, do you think it's a bit unlucky? Do you think uh, he'll bounce back?
1: Yeah, I mean, on the game specifically, it was a bit of a strange game in the sense of where you look at it on paper, Everton have got De Kure in there, they've got Dinier back, they've got Hammers who has struggled with, yeah, you know, a couple of injuries here and there. Yeah, and obviously that, those three behind Calvert-Lewin, despite having a couple more injuries and and obviously Rick Arleson as well, that's been been a recipe for success for them this season, especially that Dinier to Calvert-Lewin. But, you know, Calvert-Lewin for himself has struggled a little bit for form recently, hasn't he? So, you know, this is just another one of those fixtures where it's gone like that for him. Do I think for him that it's a problem in the long run? It is difficult... To tell because despite him, he has been at Everton for, for a while now, but this is by far and away his his best performing season. And he started it off to a fly, didn't he? So we don't really have that kind of past to, to compare for him. Um, so some cynical people could argue, well, actually, the beginning of the season was just a bit of a, an anomaly for him rather than now. Um, so, yeah, it's a difficult one to assess, but I think I think going forward he will come back strong. It's just a bit of a difficult one to put him in at the moment. I think.
0: Yeah, I think they. I think those players will be successful. It's just about consistency, and they've got Rich Rodriguez as well. Like you know, and we've spoken about him previously, and uh, you know, he's got loan ownership. He's he's done well on his returns. So in the FA Cup. We'll have to see how he gets on. Um, but yeah, maybe not some bad investments there, but it depends on ownership as well and uh, what people are looking to do. Um, the the shock really of the weekend, and maybe it was coming, maybe they were due, it was really uh, Spurs' defeat against Brighton um, yesterday. So we've spoken before about how Brighton play some good football. They're just not turning that into results. Do you think that... Obviously, Kane is is the big miss with Spurs. He's their talisman. He, he's up front. He's he's scoring the goals. He has that amazing partnership that we know about with Sun. Do you think that um, Spurs assets in general are just would you avoid as a fantasy manager? Do you think the team are going to turn around at form? Would you think they're going into a this is the beginning of a bit of a bad time for them?
1: I think it's it's a difficult team to try and pit players from at the moment. You're not sure whether how Mourinho is going to tinker with it and he probably is going to tinker with it, you know, so when you're looking at fallbacks? you know, Reguilon's out, it's difficult to say, oh, I'll put um, Doherty in there, for example, you know, Aurier might be back the next game. You don't know when a team is in a run of form like this, where not just are they getting some negative results, but they've just lost one of their key players you don't know whether they're going to be have players who are going to stay in there. The player like Sun, you know that he will be in there, but even player like Sun, I think a lot of his goal contributions have been linked with Kane. So even someone like Sun, I would, I'd probably say to steer clear from at the moment.
0: Yeah, I think that's a fair point. It's because of that they've been so successful together. Um, Sun is the in the official game, he's, he's the highest owned player, you know, just under sixty percent. So it's. Um, I guess it's not a bad time to move him on if you're looking to kind of gain some ground on opponents as well. Um, So that's definitely an interesting fact. But yeah, I know what you mean. I made a mistake of captaining son, didn't pay off. But maybe I'll keep him in the team for now. He's he's got a lot of potential still. And he you'd think if they score, he'll be involved. But yeah, I won't be making that mistake with captaining again. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll go from there. Um, And then moving on to Chelsea. So new boss. has come in, he's he recorded his first win against Burnley. I mean, you mentioned earlier that the, the team selection kind of uh, affected your fantasy team badly. I mean, are you still going to look at Chelsea assets? Would you think they're worth backing? Or do you think it's very much a bit of experimentation at the moment um, for the Blues?
1: Again, very difficult to say. Let's not forget that clubs like Chelsea have got Champions League fixtures coming up. Mm-hmm. In the not too distant future. They've got another game this uh, midweek this week and then they've got another game on the weekend. So a player like Alonso coming in, he's probably got he's probably got some energy in his legs not playing that much. And you're thinking, oh, I'll put Alonso in. he scored a goal. When he plays in that five at the bat formation, he does do well. But Tuchel has shown that he he likes to experiment a little bit of his formation. So one, you don't know whether he'll he'll play Alonso and a four the back, for example. Uh, and number two, I would expect Chilwell to be swapping in and out a bit with Alonso. So, it, it, again, it's difficult to to try and say we'll put Alonso straight in as an example, or we'll put Abraham, uh, not Abraham, not sorry, Hudson-Odoi straight in because he's played because I think there will be rotation there. And it's just about next couple of games, see who he plays on a more regular basis. And I think then those players, you can say, he quite fancies them.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah that's a fair point and because I think if you catch the right assets at the right time um, they could be a real great investment people like Alonso you know, let's not forget in the last few years he's been such a huge source of points such a great player for Chelsea um, if he's coming back into the fold and that's obviously brilliant you'd expect ownership of those fringe players to kind of be up again so yeah you're right it's, it's a difficult one to predict and with the Champions League as well that's another headache um, to see how he kind of rotates that squad moving on to uh the liverpool game so they beat west ham uh 3-1 at the uh, olympic stadium so west ham obviously been in great form recently you know players like antonio has really kind of helped move this team on um liverpool had struggled they had a, a good victory um previously but um this was kind of an important one for them in the league i mean do you think that's you think Liverpool have kind of turned a corner now in terms of their bad form? Do you think they're kind of back, back near back to their best, especially going forward? I know we have defensive issues there, but um, would you back their players in, in the coming weeks and from what you saw in that game?
1: I've watched them over the past few games, but as uh, United in the Cup, they've looked a lot better, a lot more fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, they've, had their, they've had goals scored from the front, the main front three as well. And even with Mane and Firmino out against a good, you know, an informed West Ham team, I think Salah shows that as long as they're dominating possession of the ball, if you get him a sight on goal, he'll, he'll score. Mm -hmm. So I would looking at their, looking at their performances over the past few fixtures, I I would back them to to continue scoring. Mm -hmm. I just still think there's a couple of question marks over their defense players like Robertson. If they're not getting assists, I don't see them keeping as many clean sheets still, but they're attackers, definitely. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Salah obviously kind of stole stole the headlines with that with the brace that he scored. Um, Mane missed out, had a, had a knock. And then Firmino, um, again, was reduced to, uh, back to a cameo appearance like he's had previously at times. But um, yeah, I think, again, it's trying to catch that team at the right time. And their attackers are definitely one to watch. But I agree, I think, defensively, There's still question marks for sure. Um, West Ham did score. They didn't keep a clean sheet. They should have had more, really. And they were poor in areas. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they get on in the coming weeks. And uh, moving on to their title challenges, really. Uh, Man City, obviously the informed team in the league. Um, They had an interesting game against Sheffield United. Everyone was obviously... Firm um, favourites for for Man City but Sheffield obviously did have that shock win against uh, Man United so it wasn't it was really in terms of scoreline a close game I mean it was only one goal in it Man City won 1-0 they scored in the first minute Jesus scoring I mean what's your what's your assessment of that Ben do you think that they do you think that's kind of okay? I mean, they got a the win, that's all they needed. They weren't obviously at their kind of expansive best and they did rotate a few players as well. Um, that's always a concern, uh, especially for fantasy managers. Do you think that uh, you think they're still worth backing or is there any kind of players or performances that you've seen that you're kind of put off by?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you've highlighted the most important aspect there, which is the the rotation. And the thing is, the city is that they've got one of the biggest... And, and, well, most skillful squads as well. I Maybe mean, not quite the biggest, but in terms of strength and depth, it's, it really is there for them, so they can afford to do that. Given that they've got a midweek fixture, um, I think they've then got Spurs on the weekend. Um, you know, I'm not surprised that he's, he's chosen to, to rest as many players, and the fact that they didn't score as many goals is probably down to that fact, a little bit of difficulty of continuity in the team there. But they still keep the clean sheet, and I still think, their, their defensive record has been brilliant this year. So, any of their defenders like Cancelo, etc., who are playing on a regular basis, they they look got to be top picks for me to to go in. Their their attackers are a little bit, more difficult to assess. But you know, I, I think Sterling's are worth a punt. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely. frustrate again, a player that suffered from the rotation. Um, I don't even think he came on in the end did he he he, he didn't um come on at all but
1: no i mean but that was only because i i had him captain paul so
0: (laughs) as as i take him out this week
1: everybody's going to be green to go for that
0: true yeah follow that um learn from your lessons um yeah i I think that well it could have been worse he could have come on for a point and then uh, he would have just got the two points but yeah it's it's a good point i think um They've, they've continued that good form. Okay, Sheffield United done better than most people expected and they, they built on that win a little bit. They still lost the game, but yeah, that wasn't any um, anything too notable from that really. Um, and the final game I want to just uh, touch on is the, uh, is the Arsenal and United game. So we, we've spoken about this game previously. I know we both watched this game um, as Arsenal fans. So what's your assessment here? Um, there's obviously a few injuries from Arsenal's side. Uh, I think Arsenal definitely had equal chances to put the game to bed. I think over the the whole game, they definitely didn't deserve to lose the game. So what's your takeaway from both teams on that point?
1: Uh, Well, Arsenal first being the home team. um, It was a difficult, very difficult fixture to manage, given a couple of the the key players I had out, Tierney and, and Saka. But I think Arteta managed it pretty well, missing those guys. In terms of players to kind of pick out, I still I still think Leno has been doing brilliantly recently, and they've been they've had a good defensive. Um, I think I think Louise had man of the match from that as well, so that they've they've been a lot better in terms of their balance, being able to create chances as well as defend. So I think Leno is a, a good a good pick if you want a keeper to put in for a, a string of fixtures. Um, if you want a defender, Cedric is looking good because. Even if Tierney comes back, I, I think he is challenging Bellerin for that position. And I think I think Arteta will be will be careful to, to not sort of overplay Tierney when he does come back. So I can see Cedric playing a fair, a fair amount. And the attackers, I'd still say Saka and Smith-Rowe, they're cheap, but they're putting in very good performances. So as long as I keep seeing those performances, I'll back them to get assists, etc. here and there for those, for those prices. And, and United... Um, again, it, it is a tricky fixture for them They, they lost to Arsenal earlier in the year so, And they know that, that Arteta's way of kind of playing against them is quite effective And they like that kind of counter-attacking football But they did have a fair amount of the football in this game So, different way to trade it up for them um, who, would I, who would I say to pick from them? It's kind of difficult knowing who they're going to go for at the back, out of Lindelof and buy sometimes, but they went. They it seems like they like Lindelof in the big games. Would you really pick him? though? I don't think so. Maybe,
0: maybe sure He's been very, very solid recently. Are you concerned by? Are you concerned by the last couple of games? Obviously, they had that shock loss to Sheffield United. I mean, that can happen. That can happen in this hmm. league. We know that it's. Uh, it was obviously a surprise, and especially you know where Man United were recently and where Sheffield are, but. And obviously they've had that draw, they didn't play great, but again, they, they didn't lose the game. So are you concerned really? Do you think that do you think that they're gonna start dropping? You know, did you think they peaked a little bit early in the season or do you think that they're still well, gonna kind of tick along nicely? Well,
1: I think I think that um, one thing you've got to consider with them as well is that they're through to the next round of the FA Cup. They've got Europa League coming up, right? Mm-hmm. Um so I think fixture wise as well it's, it's probably going to get quite congested for United mm. so even if you're looking at players like Fernandes who you know I would still have in my team um, any day of the week he's, he's probably going to start missing games here and there it's very, it's very difficult to put one player in for United and say yeah I think he'll, he's going to play every game um, over the next few weeks Mm-hmm. So and, and the way that they play again they like that transition football If perhaps perhaps teams have worked them out a little bit in the past couple of games, it's down to Solskjaer to try and think of something to change there but until we see what that is it's difficult to know which players are going to be involved apart from the usual lot
0: mm-hmm. Yeah definitely no, that's a good point um, definitely some food for ball trying to navigate you know, your way through those fixtures as well, it's difficult I'd say Fernandez is probably the probably is the player actually that will have the most minutes over those games. But you feel at some point they're going to have to give him a little bit of a rest. He's so integral to the team and what he gives them. But it might be similar in in the uh, in, in the performances he's had previously, where he's come off the bench, um, you know, changed the game. So um, yeah, I think we'll have to just uh, we'll have to just kind of keep an eye on that one really but yeah he's not an asset that i i'm certainly going to drop anytime soon so um yeah that's that's um some good talking points there ben I'm, I'm going to wrap up there um the next episode we'll take a look more at those fixtures coming up and especially the next game week so game week 22 but um until there, until then ben um you know pleasure having you and getting your take on it yeah it's been a pleasure being on thank you talk to you soon thank you